We give you the latest news as it breaks all around the world of football. Can you believe the genius of this man? From the Nigerian Professional Football League to the English Premier League to the Spanish Liga. The French Liga. And the Italian Syria. We are football411.net. Guys, welcome to another fo- episode of Football 411. I'm here with the gang. What's up, Larry? What's up, Jade? Hello, hello. Happy weekend. Episode 79. Let's go, everyone. Uncle Jide, good morning, now. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. All right, so I hope you all had a wonderful uh, week and... Um, Looking forward to another interesting discussion on football matters. All right, guys. So today, uh, we don't have much to say about Nigerian players. Looks like a, a very quiet week on this front. Uh, the players are not really making moves as expected. So there are a few remote moves. Hopefully, um, over the next couple of days, they will come into our fruition. So, guys. So today, open mic. We're just going to take a look at um, transfers. That have been completed. Uh, we have quite some notable players on the move. Uh, we have money to buy a minute. That's no longer news. Um, Salah extended to 2025. And uh, we've seen some really, really interesting moves from Arsenal. Um, you, guys, you just have to give it up to them. They're really making really good moves. And um, Spurs looks like Conte is cooking something over there. On the mm. on the good side of North London, and uh, guys, let's start from Liverpool. There seems to be a shakeup in the attack for Liverpool, and uh, we'll see. Did you see? Did you guys see Mane leaving, or was it really surprising? What do you guys think? Well, for me, I, I think I, I wasn't too surprised. Um, Mane eventually left. Um, you know, I've been hearing stuff about his um, salary situation, money being underpaid. I've always thought it's just a matter of time before, you know, before he gets that right offer and then, yeah, yeah move on. And with someone like money, he's won it all, he's done it all with, uh, with Liverpool. He's won high school scorer, he's won the Champions League, he's won the Premier League, he's won the FA Cup, he's won the what they call, Carabao Cup. So yeah, there's nothing much to prove. It was good to you know secure the secure the back for the future. So yeah, I was not really surprised with that move. Yeah, um, you know uh, about money. You know the you know from the Liverpool point of view. You know because um, they were at the crossroad, and um, you know it's it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. You know they got the uh, the um, money for about I think twenty three odd million or something, and uh, who would have thought you would have uh, you know these oh, sort yeah. of heights? I I remember I remember that year. You know, yeah. Vanga wanted to go for money. Uh, yeah. I think he was all in for mm-hmm. money, and I can clearly remember United fans and some other fans. Like, why would you go for uh, quote and unquote uh, this quality of player? And mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't know for the reason why United pulled out that year, but as, you, as we all can see, nine years down the line, it was exactly. a wonderful, wonderful move for Liverpool. I think the deal was around thirty million mm-hmm. um, at that time, but it's been it's been worth it. Thirty million, yeah. just a hundred thousand or hundred fifty thousand in wages. Mm-hmm. Come on, I can name twenty United players that did not live up to that and got more than that in wages. Yeah, well, but yeah, so uh, just guys looking at it. So um, from reports, uh, just like you were alluding to, uh, JD, uh, it mm-hmm. was it was a situation where they had to offer money, mm-hmm. uh, a bumper deal, or offer Salah a bumper deal. So was was like twelve months left on, the, on his contract, and we also had that played out. Uh, now looking mm-hmm. from your own angle. 
as a football insider. <laughs> Just joking. Like, what, what do you think? What do you think was the was the thinking uh, uh, by Liverpool and uh, Larry also? You can jump into yeah, this. Okay. What is what was okay. the thinking? Uh, yeah, other clubs could have just offered them. It's not as if Liverpool can't afford 250 for money, and um, we don't. Have, I don't know the details for Salah's uh, new contract has it been made public yet? But we know Salah mm-hmm. will be around uh, 300 and something, um, mm-hmm. give or take. So all the what do you think? 350 pounds actually. According to unconfirmed reports, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah, we know is is worth more than that. So that his contract mm-hmm. would be uh, around that. So looking at it from Liverpool's angle, like what was the thinking financially? Yeah, uh, looking at these two players. Yeah, well, the way I see it, um, I think you know both parties made the best decisions. You know, for you know the Liverpool standpoint from the you know. Uh, standpoints of the club and Sal I mean Mane did what was best for him, you know, career wise. And so they made the best decision. For for Liverpool, um, like I was saying um earlier, that um they were at a crossroad with um uh, uh <clears throat> with Mane and Salah where they feel they have to make a decision. And um you know because we have to understand that these guys are you know well you know they are into their thirties you know, and um, we understand, you know, in football and terms, you know, what is like a grandfather, you know, stage of football. It's like stage. you're already looking at, exactly, you're already looking at retirement when you hit that stage. And, um, you know, it was just unfortunate that, you know, at that age, they had to either go with someone or, you know, let someone go. So that was the decision they had to take because um, bearing in mind that, you know, we've seen over the time, we've seen what had happened with the likes of um, uh, Aubameyang. He was in his 30s. He got his biggest uh, contract, you know. Um, and um, after that, from, you know, whatever must have happened to him, um, declined. Um, the same thing can be said about, you know, many players, you know, that it has happened to in the past. So, um, so unfortunately, they have to like, okay, who makes the most sense? And um, with the way things were going, it felt like, okay, um, they needed to put all their, uh, all their bags, you know, all their full Eggs. financial strength into Salah. And... Um, I think Mane noticed that because he was sure um, the there was contracts on the table for him, you know, according to you know rumors, but it wasn't you know up to the standard he actually wanted, and um, you know he needed something. And again, you know, uh, probably he must have been you know maybe bored and he wants some sort of experience somewhere else. And um, Bayern, you know, and also a very formidable side, you know, came calling and you know, and uh, as it stands, he's probably he's definitely probably one of the most expensive, you know, African uh, when it comes to wages, African and players out there. So it's mm. been it's been a great um, it's been a good decision from both sides. All right, so uh, Larry, so looking at it, um, Darwin Nunez uh, brought in for um, sixty five and a deal which will would might get to eighty, uh, give add-ons and the likes, and selling money which um, a year left for forty, good business. Well, uh, good business. Selling money for that amount of money. I mean, money is thirty, and age. You know, I I I like I like um, I like how Liverpool are going about their business. They've been proactive and they've been progressive. For the fact that um, they're already thinking ahead of um, when they don't have the likes of Salah, Mane, and Firmino. You know, so you need to breed the new breed breed in the new. The new goal machine. Darwin Darwin's Darwin proved proved to be a very, very um reliable goal poacher uh, last season in, in the Portuguese league. But yeah, the good thing about joining Liverpool, Liverpool will give him enough time. We won't expect mm-hmm. him to score thirty goals in the first season. You know, they have the they, they still have um Salah who will be will be saddled with the responsibility of getting the goals. I, I think they will share the growth around as well. With the likes mm-hmm. of Jota, with the likes of um, the guy from Porto, the Colombian. What's his name again? Diaz. No, yeah, yeah, Diaz, and, and and the like. So yeah, no pressure for the boy. He will come in there, try to understand how Klopp and his um, troops are, how they go about their business, settle in, and you know, this is a sort of, sort of um, transfer that is more um, for the long term. You know, so yeah, we just um, see see what what he has in stock next season, but no pressure. Ten no, goals, crazy, no? fifteen goals, 
you're good to go. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, because right. to, so, to add up to what Larry said, I feel like, um, you know, they Liverpool as an entity don't have any other choice than to spend big because um, going into, unfortunately, they lost to um, the title to City by a whisker. And um, going into this season, we understand the kind of time Manchester City were going to be on. We knew, you know, a previous podcast that since they didn't get Kane, Haaland was going to come, you know, it was he was coming in and um, they were going to do the best they can to actually like to beef up the squad in terms of quality. So, you know, the pressure to actually like stay within touching distance of Manchester City will, you know, and, and also uh, the potential loss of uh, maybe either Salah and Mane would spring them to, you know, to they have to. They have to spend and, um, you know, they've done, you know, they've made um, a bit of noise in the market and, um, you know, it's a good one for them. Good one for them. So how would you guys rate this transfer, Dylan? Is that an A plus, B plus, D minus? Uh, well, uh, I would say uh, it's it's an A because I don't seem to, because they've actually tried to, um, I felt like, before um, the absence, I mean, before uh, Mane had been, uh, had, uh, you know, had been signed. I mean, was signed to uh, to, to the Bavaria with the Bavarians. Um, they've actually made um, a bit of. Um, there is Luis Diaz, there is Jota. These are players that are young enough and capable enough to, you know, to cover for, uh, <coughs> to cover for uh, uh, um, the um, like at least in terms of input of uh, Mane. And because uh, when you look at the likes of Douglas, um, I mean, Luis um, Diaz, you know, he's got that engine, he's got that drive, he's e- equally as aggressive as, um, you know, as, as Mane. So I feel like um, the addition of um, 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 of Darwin Nunez, you know, feels like, you know, an additional supplement to the, to the squad. And it's giving them a kind of, a different kind of look, a different kind of dimension, because um, it's a standard nine. And um, for, the, for, for a long time, they haven't been able to, like, you know, they've been going with the false nine, with, um, so it gives them another kind of outlook. So I'll, I'll say I'll say an A. I'll, I'll say I'll give it, I'll give them a, an A. Yeah, an A. A would work okay. for me. Yeah, not an A plus, but but okay. I see where they are going. I see what they are doing, and um, that's, hopefully that's it's fair. going to come off. Hopefully, okay. All right, uh, Larry B C D. Ah, for me, it'll, it'll, it'll be difficult to to to, to give them. Um, uh, a grade at this point because uh, you, know, okay. you know you know you know with, with transfers yeah you, you, you don't know where the the cookies like crumble so yep. yeah but we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens but it's actually a very very good move last season we all remember that Manny was playing a center forward you know mm-hmm. he, he had he had to vac- you know vacate his uh, left wing forward position for the new boy from Porto Diaz but you know and. Central forward is not his natural habitat, so it made a lot of sense bringing someone like Darwin. Darwin is going to play top nine, out and out, out and out forward. And like Jesus said, you know Liverpool has always been playing this false nine with Firmino dropping deep, and now they have a proper number nine, and he should benefit from um, you know for the services from 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 Diaz, from Salah. If you decide not to be too selfish, so yeah. So yeah, I'm actually excited for for Liverpool. Even though I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I mean I'm a fan of good football. So yeah, <laughs> we want to see want right. to see goals are plenty next season. Let's go. All right, from one typical number nine to another typical number nine, but in this case, this one is expected to score thirty goals and above next season. Ellen Holland, Man City. New number nine. And uh, so looking at Man City, they've brought in Carlton Phillips to slot in uh, to that position. Uh, Fernandinho is leaving. And uh, yeah, they have Alvarez coming in from Argentina. And they have the one and only Eli Haaland uh, to lead the attack uh, this season. So looking at uh, Man City and the way, the way they've been going about their transfer business, what's the outlook for them? going into the next season and uh let's uh keep in mind uh the transfer window is still very much open they can still do mm-hmm. one or two things and the good thing about uh city or the interesting thing about city they don't make noise in the transfer market you only hear when a deal has been agreed so looking at understand yeah looking at uh city so far uh what do you guys think 
good business. Mm. Uh, you, people should be scared <laughs> next season. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's panic stations, you know, for, for any of their ops at the moment because um, this we have to take in consideration. I mean, uh, bear in mind that, you know, with, even without a recognised number nine, a traditional number nine, they scored over 100 goals in the Premier League. So now, with the addition of, you know, someone, not just um, Haaland, and the quality of Haaland, who loves, breeds, you know, eats goals on a regular season, you know, you it's, <laughs> you only have to be... We, see, it's it's like it's like another upgrade to that team. Because um, with the way I'm even looking at it, um, even without the likes of Haaland, they have the team with enough quality to retain that title so what i'm looking what i'm thinking right now is you know they are trying to you know they are still trying you know trying to nick that champions league you know they want to take that and um, this is why i feel you know they made the side with uh they they brought in um the caliber i mean the kind of player uh they brought in the likes of Haaland, you know to to to, to fill that position because um you know when you're playing in these sort of teams um um, like you're playing force nine against um, the likes of Real Madrid, you know, uh, they can find you out. So you need that kind of like that output, someone you can actually, you know, even when the chips are down, you know, with his physical um, attributes that can help you hold the ball, take the pressure off you. And um, so that's what I'm actually looking at. So I feel what they have at the moment, <laughs> the champion, I mean, the Premier League is pretty much theirs to lose. So I, I feel like um, they're trying to chase that Champions League title. Mm. Trying to change that can basically talk to. And uh, with current rumors, uh, Landry, about uh, surrounding uh, Ryan Sterling, um, do you think um, he might end up leaving the team? And let's not also forget the likes of Ilk Guno and Fernando Silva. Uh, Ilk, uh, for example, has just um, a year left on his contract. And uh, Fernando Silva, there's been rumors about interest from. Um, Barcelona, Barcelona yeah. uh, and for according to some people, Barcelona is just waiting to ship out uh, Frankie De Jong so they can uh, afford uh, afford. No. You know, you know Barcelona, so let, don't let us go <laughs> much into that. <laughs> so they're gonna afford him. Um, so what do you guys think? Um, are this gonna be? Why would you want to leave City? Let's even start from there. What do you guys see these guys living? Yeah, um, for Bernardo Silva, I don't really understand why he wants to leave. Uh, and, I mean, he has been a very good fixture of the Manchester City side in terms of like um, playing. But, but you, you, the actually times they don't really play him as much as he probably would have wanted, and um, he's actually <laughs> not made. He's actually not made it. Um, not made it a secret that. His dream club uh, is Barcelona, you know, all this, all this Portuguese people and, you know, people from the Madeira, Madeira what's it called, the Madeira region. He wants to go back to, he wants to, he wants to play in Barcelona. That's the club of his dream. <laughs> we that before. And, um, and then Barcelona, very, very uh, much interested in signing him as well. So, yeah, I think it's a transfer that might happen, might, if um, Barcelona can... Um, can, can put the resources together and doing that they need to start, uh, sell Frankie to Manchester United. Why um, Manchester yeah. United? Because yeah, they, they, are, they are the strong. <laughs> the guy, the, the guy is very, very... They are the, they are the only Momos around that can yeah, fuck out yeah, that money. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah so they're, they're very much interested and I think that might help the chances of um, um, uh, what's it called Bernardo Silva leaving is, is, is I think it's quite it's fairly high and then for Raheem Sterling Sterling, I mean, he's fallen a bit out of reckoning, you know. His numbers, his numbers are actually still good, but for some reasons, I think um, if even Sterling knows if he should stay at, uh, at City next season, he will even get uh, very limited opportunities to play. And then, why not just go back home, go back to London, play for the Bulls, and yeah, and maybe enjoy his football once again. But it doesn't look yeah, like he's enjoying his football at the minute. Okay. Yeah, personally, I, I don't really see Manchester City losing both players in the window. I think it's another either-or situation because um, um, someone which, regardless of you know um, what Sterling is going through, is is a super player, and you're losing someone 
you know, that has scored, I, if I can remember, I saw that start somewhere, I can't remember, about 131 goals, five assists in 333 games, 39 yeah, games for yeah, that's, that's Manchester impressive. City. That's, that's ridiculous numbers. And, um, you know, for, well, with the way things are going, Chelsea seems to be, you know, they're, they're chasing after him, you know, aggressively. And um, so I feel if at all they get to lose him, um, uh, definitely, regardless of how we uh, want to slice it, Manchester are going to look weak. They are weakened, and um, I would want. I don't think they would want to, you know, lose the likes of uh, the, the the kind of quality uh, Bernardo Silva and um, uh, and um, and Sterling, you know, can bring to the table. So um, it's like an either or situation for me. And with Manchester, mm. with Barcelona, you can't really trust those lots. You know those <laughs> ones because they are struggling to to get the funds together right now. Um, they are still, you know, in the um, uh, although on the cusp of you know getting the uh, the Rafinha signing over the line, but there is still uh, Kaunde to go. There is Lewandowski to go, and they still have there's Frankie few. Frankie Kessie to go. There's Frankie Kessie to go. There's so, uh, Aspicueta uh, to go. Exactly, there's Aspicueta and possibly maybe Alonso as well. Alonso. To go. So they have hmm. quite a lot of things. They seem they, they have quite a lot of things to do with their money financially, mm. and um, mm. I feel if anything, they'll probably have to go with uh, go for Bernardo Silva the following season. Season, yeah, I, I I totally agree. And if you're looking at the two deals, I mean, the two players, uh, the player that is most likely to leave Manchester City for me, I will say um, Sterling. And yeah, you know, if I'm actually going to rate the chance the, the chance of both players leaving, it looks more. Um, it looks like Sterling is my. Might just be the time for him to, you know, to, to just change, you know, to jump ship and go to the blue side of um, London. Yeah, go to the blue side of London. Ah, uh, still in London. Ah, looks like Arsenal is making the splash. Mm. I'm down. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gunners for life. <laughs> All right. Looks like uh, teams are like really eating up uh, over there in North London uh, with the club uh, making quite some um, interesting addition. Gabriel Jesus and uh, Saliba is back from London, right? And yep. uh, yeah. the club is still looking to buy to get Lisandro Martinez from Ajax Amsterdam. Not and. It's still quite okay. <laughs> I've said, fingers crossed. And he's joining. He's joining your club. Sorry, yeah, pretty club much. Right pretty now. much. It's joining your club. You guys should not stress us. I only support. Exactly. So pretty much. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I only support Calgary Flames, Golden State Warrior. You're so, and, can- uh, you're so Canadian these days, John. Uh, yes, I can see. I can see. It's, it's, it's At this age, I, I, cannot, I cannot afford a blood pressure. <laughs> 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 yes, we have free healthcare, but no, I'm not risking it. Please, they cannot kill me for my mother. All right, guys. So look at that Arsenal guy, uh, Larry. Look at your mm. your additions. Mm. So yeah, before before I hand over. So look at your additions. Then there has been some talks by Arsenal fans and the likes that okay fine uh you guys had a good transfer window either way you slice it um at least but after last year's transfer window at least we know what Arsenal's defense back four plus goalkeeper looks like that looks like it's settled already uh given if everybody's fit um midfield uh there might still be some no, out of minus due to some players form and um, you guys selling Shaka. And for attack, we'll know this season. So, guys, do you think uh, this will be the season where we finally grade Ateta? Like, you got the resources? This is where we should be. I'm not talking about winning the league because like, we know in the Premiership, everybody's just going for a touch to 40, a touch to 28, sorry. Mm. What would what would be Aguero? Thank you. I think that's what would be the acceptable uh, out outcome from this season: a cup, domestic cup, back in the Champions League, or challenging Man City. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys are the fans. Well, um, I mean, for me, you know, it's been a journey, it's been a process for Mikel Teta, and I think that the project is, you know. It's heading to a particular direction now where I think it is a make or break for him. Even though I still feel he needs uh, at least 
I'll say two to three more recruitments before we can say we have like a you know a, a complete team for the season because I think we still need a DM. I think we still need a proper number nine, and, and I think we need at least um, a, a a decent um, replacement for Tomiyasu. You know, in case he gets injured. You know, we experienced that last season. We don't want to be in a situation whereby once our key players get injured, and that that's just the end of it for us. You know, we also what happened um, last season when Party got injured, when Tomiyasu got injured, we we we, we struggled and it affected our defensive structure. So, uh, I mean, we've recruited, yes, and well, I, 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 we still have how many more weeks of um, transfer? Maybe three, four weeks. Uh, I think we'll still do more business. It's looking really, really good. I'm excited for the for this season. We brought in Vieira from. Fabio Vieira from Porto. We brought in Turner, and you know, to just to to fight for that number one, and then that means Leno will most likely leave, and we can get some more money if possible, no matter how little. Uh, Saliba is like a new signing, and yeah, so it's going to be a <laughs> a make or break season. Top four is non-negotiable next season, I would say. Anything, any anything short of top four. I think people will call for the head of um, Ateta. There'll be even serious questions, you know, because we're, we're spending money. The Kronkers are actually putting in a lot in terms of like... Um, which is um, surprising. Which, yeah. So, you know, the next season, make or break. But the team is looking good. I, I want to trust Ateta to, to get the best out of the boys and... It won't be easy because Tottenham and all those, all those, all these other teams are threatening. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk so, about Tottenham after. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anything uh, top four targets for me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Jide, mm. uh, mm. same uh, same expectation. Um, you know, just I share the same sentiments. You know, with because you know the. With um, Larry in relations to you know where we should be looking at, um, we we got really close you know to nicking the top four spot, and um, unfortunately things happened and um, you know we're where we are today. But um, I feel like the target you know going into this season should be you know to fight for that top four. So we've seen how and um, we've seen how far you know the current crop of players can go. And uh, we've been doing, you know, what we need to do to be able to beef up the squad. You, because um, we have to understand that um, we're going to be playing in many competitions now. And um, and also, we need to take advantage of the five subs, you know, um, that um, <clears throat> that has been introduced in the Premier League. And um, but with that, you know, it gives us more room to be able to bring in more players. Mm. And uh, we need to take advantage of that. Also, um, with that said, you know, things are, you know, it's 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 a different, you know, on paper, you know, you can see, okay, top four can be an attainable, you know, uh, uh, standard you're trying to look for, but on the pitch of play, on the field of play, it's it's a different kind of story. So um, it remains to be seen what's going to happen, but the target, like Laria said, you know, uh, top four should be what we're looking for. But um, if he doesn't make that, you know, um, the um, circumstances of, is what I personally would look at. Um <clears throat> And I feel that's what the club will look at before they can actually, you know, get him, get rid of him. Because uh, we have to understand, as at last season, you know, the uh, management were actually very happy with him. Because um, according to, you know, the likes of um, David Austin and, you know, every and the um, credible, you know, Arsenal reporters, you know, they've said, you know, they, they feel, you know, according to the board, you know, not me, <laughs> that, you know, Arsenal, you know, we are ahead of schedule. You know, so with that kind of mindset, you know, they think he's doing a very good job as it stands. And um, they've and, and moving forward, you know, they've entrusted him, you know, they've shown a lot of trust. And um, they've told him, despite the fact that we didn't get the um, top four tickets, they are still giving him a lot of money to spend. So it shows them um, a lot of tr- the trust that he's got with the management. But, um, you know, on the surface um, uh, level, definitely top four is what we're looking at. And, um, you know, let's just put everything that we have, you know, into that. I don't care about the Carabao Cups. I don't care. Let's just try to get that top four. We need to. We need <laughs> yeah, to. We need sure that Champions League back. So let's assume Ateta doesn't make top four. Would that be bust? T forty five. 
it all depends. If he, let's say, for example, you know, we are on a very good trajectory from eight to five, in my own opinion, and he finds himself back in the eight position, there's no point, you know, even negotiating or talking about anything. He needs to go. You know, we need to be able to get, because um, we're already starting to see the light and we can't afford to, you know, to go back to those dark ages. You know? <laughs> so if it doesn't really, if it doesn't really, we, straight, we need to get rid of him, simple as. And like I said earlier, circumstances, you know, it's, for example, maybe the reason he didn't make top four, you know, like it happened to us um, last um, last season when the uh, big players just got knocked, you know, knocked off, carrying big injuries for lengthy amounts of times. We're having to play without, you know, um, without a proper midfielder for months and we're trying to get the job done. But, you know, like uh, our watch was, um, you know, so things like that, if it does happen that way, then you can understand. But um, with fit players, with everybody ready to go, you've got, you know, of course, questions will be asked mm-hmm. if he doesn't really do well. So it's only natural. All right. All natural. So just let's just go over to the uh, the other divide, the the younger or the little brothers in North London. The choking cockerels. Well, you said that. Looks like um, Antonio Conte is cooking something from what <laughs> we can see. He brought old man Ivan Perisic. Uh, he has Fraser Foster as his backup goalkeeper now. Um, recently, they concluded the signing of Richarlison. Richie. Uh, as, uh, from Everton. And they still have Harry Kane, and they have the best player in the Premier League, Yung Ming Son. And guys, do you smell something cooking over there at Tottenham? Oh. And five. Yeah. Plus, plus, they also have a very good coach. <laughs> I think that's one very important factor. Larry, let's just put uh, the eight aside and try of to look course, at it. Of course, of course. <laughs> is something really cooking as just? Um, of course, I, I I had this discussion with GD a couple of days ago, and I was telling him, looking at this sports side and um, with their recruitment, they're doing their business, and, and, and I mean. They're not even wasting time. It, it, it's obvious that Conte has um, his plans and he has his, um, you know, he, he has everything set in, in motion already. He knows what he wants to do. We know how he wants to play. Yeah, he's brought in um, a discretion from Inter, Perisic. the veteran. Perisic is, is brought in Perisic. You know, Perisic, Perisic is going to be the Victor Moses of Tottenham for this season. He's going to play in the wing back position. And then look, you look, you look, you look at that midfield. Uh, it's hard to be Suma to pass, you know, to complement Oyberg holding, mm-hmm. holding the fort. So <laughs> you can imagine how crunchy that that defensive midfield is going to look like. And then there's um, there's Ben Tucker there, and uh, there's Richard Lisson has joined. Son is there, and you can you know you can even rotate Kulieski, Richard Lisson, and then of course Son and Kane will always start. See, Tottenham, I mean, I'm not losing sleep, but they've made like... But. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> that but they, they are actually um, making a statement. And one thing I know about Conte, Conte, and the reason why I rate him a lot, Conte knows how to get the best out of his team, you know. He knows what he wants, and once, once he gets what he wants, he knows how, how to make his team... You know, perform above. Um, I mean, punch um, above their weight. You know, because it is that is Anthony Conte. The model might not be sustainable. It might not do it for two, three years. But I think next season, Tottenham might actually punch. They might definitely not win the Premier League, but I see them as a very strong contender for top four. Very strong. That mean, yeah. Hmm. Okay, Jide. Um, we thought now, you know, all I'm saying is, you know, they're doing, they're doing at the moment, I have to give, you know, the transfer of the season to them, not in terms of who they bought, but trying to beef up and add a bit of quality depth to the squad. And this is what you have to look at because they are preparing shows that they are preparing for Champions League. They are preparing themselves for, you know, the rigors of, you know, of the game, you know, and then because, um, I think um, somewhere, you know, um, they hit a bit of a snag um, with the injury crisis in the early stages of, um, you know, um, of that season, of last season. 
and um, they call it, which cost them quite a lot of points. And um, but now, you know, they've they, they, they've they've seen that, and they're trying to remedy, you know, situation unforeseen circumstances. You know, at least to their certain uh, to their to their best of um, knowledge, they're trying to like you know, uh, to work against that or to find something that can actually negate, you know, when issues like that arises. So um, you have to, you know, because with the likes of Perisic, with the likes of um, 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 with the likes of Richarlison, so what they are actually praying, we'll be praying for right now is for the likes of Son and Kane to be healthy. And um, and they are looking at um, probably, you know, getting one up because um, the battle between top four for top four was too close uh, for their liking, I would say. And they would want to, like, you know, steal a match on everybody else. And right now, with the way things are going at Chelsea, you know, that's a place they'll probably be looking to target. Because um, right now, because, you know, with the now that power has changed and at Chelsea, they feel like they are actually, although we know Chelsea will cook, but, you know, they are at a very uh, a timid stage right now. So they feel like, why not, you know, we can take that spot off them and let them battle for top four with the likes of Arsenal and Manchester United. Hmm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Looks like it's going to be really, really interesting um, uh, next season, that battle for top four. From the way I see it, we just, we're just battling for third... Um, all the way down. <laughs> first and second is <laughs> first and second is certain in my, in my opinion. All right, guys. So still, still, still in the Premier League. Um, we're just gonna go up north to the. Um, uh, I don't know how to qualify them. To so the Red Devils, let's just put it like that. And um, <laughs> it was a it was a June without any new signing, and uh, to start July with. Uh, this guy from Fernet was brought in for 50 million. Uh, still in the Malakia. Match from, uh, Malakia. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds like a uh, name of a Nigerian. Malakia. Malakia. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you get it. So, guys, uh, how do you see Manchester United fearing this season? Uh, they've got a new coaching crew added by a 10 ag in. And um, nothing seems to be ch- uh, changing, in my opinion. Um, the club is in hot pursuit of uh, Frankie de Jong. And uh, Wu, directly or indirectly, uh, stated he wants to remain at uh, Barcelona. He doesn't see himself in Manchester United. Guys, don't you you guys see the (laughs) same old, same old, like this club is not learning from past mistakes? Um, speaking about past mistakes, um, with guys like um, Pogba, at least the club is rid of him now. He's moved on uh, nicely to Juventus, and but well, mm, hey, okay, yeah, 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 but uh, according <laughs> to him, he's good. <laughs> well, let's just shove that. So uh, we all are aware of um, past um, transfer dealings that are that are that that have ended up. Been unfortunate for my United. Mm-hmm. I just I just translated that in Yoruba uh, my head. With that, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that seems perfect. Uh, which uh, I've not gone well for Manchester United. Uh, the Pogba deal uh, tops uh, the list. Although mm-hmm. we still have some some players in that team currently that I will uh, also rate their uh, transfers pretty unfortunate. Which uh, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> the club is yet to get rid of them. And yeah, although yeah, looking at July, uh, the like of uh, Mati Chevlev, the like of um, Mata Blair, Pogba, of the books, mm-hmm. creating more room on the witch bill, which, like I was ex- uh, discussing with Judy earlier, that witch bill was ridiculous. Looking at looking at the players, the out. Uh, the output we're getting from the players and what they are earning it's just the variance is just ridiculous all right so june no signing uh july they bought um a right SL back from friend malakai and um now this is where it gets interesting and I'm, I'm of the opinion that my united for now should not go around chasing players it's i'm, I'm sure manchester united fans all over the world would disagree with me. So, but listen, I'm of the opinion that um, any player we are buying right now should be essential to whatever Ten Ag wants to do. Not just chasing after players that one, 
surplus the requirement where they're coming from. Two, I'm not really interested in playing for Manchester United. Three, do you, do you have um, young players that can actually do a job while you assess the squad? In my opinion, this season should be Potenag should be for assessment. Taking a look at what we have, okay, giving everybody a chance, although some players do not deserve any chance, I will mention their names, giving uh, the players available a chance to play, then plug the holes with transfers rather than shipping in a couple of players and everybody seems to be a misfit, then you're struggling to to get rid of them. For goodness sake, we see our players like uh, Rojo or the Wedgeview. Uh, do you guys remember that guy? Argentine, left back. I, I, I do Scores against Nigeria. We see our players like that. <laughs> Uh, we see our players like Andres Pereira. We see our, those kind of players are still on the wage bill. And Pereira is turning full on now. Hopefully. And we need to get rid <laughs> of those players before we can even think of bringing in new players. So I, yeah, this is just my opinion. I'm sure 99% yeah. of my United fans would disagree. But because, like I was explaining to GD, how did we get into this mess to start with? Oh, Man City is going for Fred from um, Ukraine. Da, 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 da. You sweep in, boom. You, you br- bring him in. Oh, City is going to make a uh, bid for my web. Boom, boom, boom. You sweep in. He's in your team. Not considering how you want to play, how does this player actually fit in? Football today is all about fit. I'll give you one example. You remember when uh, Liverpool was going for Van Dyke? You know how long it took mm-hmm. them? They were fined by the FA for tampering. They paid a ridiculous amount at that time, but they waited because it fitted what they had a plan. They were just, just going for Van Dyke because it was Van Dyke. And of course, there was no hype around Van Dyke. It's Dutch, it's not English. They knew what they wanted and they went for him. And also, the player wanted to be there. Let's also remember that thing because. Sometimes when the chips come down, it's it will be about your mental state. Because when the chips come down, you're like, well, I never wanted to be here, but the money was good. We are all humans, whether we like it or not. <laughs> if you are if you are the, if you are the workplace that you're not committed to, when when last started, you're like, well, I like end of the week by Friday, I'll collect my money. I'll just when I talk. It doesn't concern me. So the fit also has to be there. Going after the young all summer. Just seems ridiculous to me. One, this guy's on a wage higher than what well-established Premier League players like um, Kevin De Bruyne are is on right now, which to me is ridiculous. Which to me uh, would upset the wage structure of a team that the wage structure is already ridiculous. So I do, I really don't get it because. Yeah, like we've said this in part podcast, the scouting department of that club is totally rubbish. Because you can't tell me <laughs> you can't find players in Europe, Germany, to be particular, Portugal, Spain, that can give you what you think you'll get. Because we don't know what we'll get from <laughs> him, really. Because one, this will be his first. Yeah, we, we know his quality. That's not... Debate, uh, that's not debate. We all know his quality. We've seen him in the Champions League. But for the past two seasons, he has not really been what we expected from the Frankie from Ajax. So, I don't know, guys. <laughs> what do you guys think about what's, what's going on in um, Old Trafford right now? Um, if, well, I feel like... Um... To start with, uh, Manchester United need to stop making, you know, commercialized um, signings. Um, they have to, like you've stated, you know, earlier, you need to be able to buy players that you need, not what you want, you know, not what, you know, makes uh, the club looks good or all of that. You need to buy what you actually need, what the manager needs, you know, and um, let his um, choice, his uh, ideologies be at the forefront of any decision you make in regards to any kind of player you're trying to pick in the market. 
Um, with that said, um, I also feel like um, to Manchester United fans, uh, I wouldn't want them to, you know, look too much into, you know, the activities, you know, of the summer. It's you know how summer works. You know, in in a week, every you can be everything can be so dry. You're not getting any rumor or any player linked to Manchester United, and in the next couple of weeks, you're, you're seeing Manchester United sign like three to four players. You know, so and um, you know before Manchester United can even do anything right now, you know, um, I feel like they've done a good job in trying to, um, you know, cut quite a lot of players, you know, uh, with in uh, exorbitant, um, you know, um, wage bill, you know, uh, the likes of Pogba is out of the way. Um, you see the likes of Lingard, and surprisingly, um, this um, goal, the fourth choice goalkeeper who was around that I was earning over 100,000 per week, you know, they've caught him out of there as well. So, you know, slowly but surely, and Manchester United at the moment, because they look like, the, you know, unfortunately, like damaged goods. And um, you have to, you know, so many players they are linked with, they have to, you know, be very careful before, you know, they can actually like, you know, make that sort of decision. But um, the good thing is, you know, uh, when a new manager comes, you know, to the fore, it comes, um, you know, com uh, comes to, uh, you know, when you find a new manager, you hear the likes of manager bounce, it gives that sort of motivation. And, um, you know, Manchester United are not completely a bad side. They have a lot of very, very quality players, deep in quality. It's just that, you know, the level of uh, probably motivation is not really there with the likes of uh, Rashford, who I, you know, rates really well. But I feel like he needs to be able to decide if he wants to be a philanthropist or a football player. You know, and um, so it needs to make a decision. So these are the things you, you need to be able to recalibrate, fine tune, uh, you know, the players and their mindsets. And um, unfortunately, you know, like you said, um, um, uh, Ten Hag, you know, has his work cut out for him. But um, with the way things are going in the markets, you, you just may never tell. You can't really tell because uh, we still have about two months to go. So I won't really think so much about, you know, the activities in the markets at the moment. We know how difficult it can be, you know, to actually get a player. And uh, we've seen, you know, with Arsenal, for example, I'm sorry, I'm using that example. We've we've been, you know, I um, done our research on, um, you know, on this, uh, I can't, this little Argentine. Lisandro Martinez. Um, exactly. So we put in our bid, but they are not, they're either accepting or rejecting because they are stalling our move because they want Manchester United to actually like, you know, you know, to, 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 to have a chance to sign him. So these are the things that happens in the market and, um, you know, it works in your favour at times and it works, it doesn't work in your favour. So, um, and there's something you said that I agree with, you know, you need to be able to get a player that actually wants to play for you, not, not having to, because if he doesn't really have that interest, to play for you in the first instance, you know, there's no point chasing after him. So once you've seen, you know, several times, so if at all you end up getting um, uh, um, Frankie, you know, I feel like um, that move is just um, based on due to Ten Hag, I believe, because he's worked with him before and the devil he knows is better than the devil he doesn't know. He understands what he can do and he knows what's um, like our best. Um, Frankie played his best football under this man. So I see why they are still trying to haggle over it. But, you know, if it's getting too much, if he's not willing to, you know, how bad do you actually want him? Because if you're starting to show a lot of desperation, definitely, you know, someone that is over on over 300,000 or thereabouts or maybe more than that already, can be requesting for maybe half a million. You may say, okay, fine, he wants to be on the kind of budget, on the kind of wage the likes of Ronaldo is. So, you know, you have to be able to, you have to be careful with, with what you do. So, um, um, so finally, Manchester United, you know, they are doing, to me, I feel they are doing, they are doing things really well. They are actually in the shadows, locking in the corner and not trying to, you know, uh, 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 over market um, some sort of players. I feel like they're just working in the shadows and, you know, I feel they are going to be able to spring a few surprises here and there. Yeah, and yeah. Larry, as we wrap up. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with what you guys have said. I'll just chip in a little bit. I, I think for Manchester United fans this season, I think they should just uh, limit their expectation. Uh, I mean, the coach has proved himself. He's proved his mettle in, in the Dutch league. Dutch league is not the Premier League. He's knowledgeable. I like his football philosophy. Uh, I think um, he needs time. I mean, he needs to get in. It needs to sort sort out um, so many so many um, squad issues at Manchester United players that need to leave and he needs a couple of windows to get rid of that and then start bringing in all those players and of course it doesn't really make sense just um, um, hell bent on signing a particular player that's reluctant to join your football club I think that's not really that that never ends well. 
And for Manchester mm-hmm. United to do that again, it shows that they've not really learned from their past. So, yeah, that's not too... too I don't like that approach. But for, um, for the coach himself, I think he needs time. Uh, real, realistic target next season should be top six, you know, not top four. And then from there, you guys can then, um, you know, just 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 have let him lay down the foundation and you guys can now build from ground up, you know. So uh, that, that's what I, 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 I think. I, I think he's a brilliant manager. And the recruitment has to be um, has to be right this time around. And thank goodness, um, Woodward is no longer there. You know, Woodward. Oh, Woodward. His, vo- his voice is still there. <laughs> his voice is still there. <laughs> the voice is still there. No difference. Yeah, well, this, this guy, what I think, um, he, the sort of moves, the, the sort of deals he likes to push his sanctions. Like I said, they are usually like the commercial one, not the footballing ones. You know, so. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, um, this, this are not. I understand, I understand how United fans might be feeling as an Arsenal fan. I mean, we're still there. It's not that we, 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 we're still going through it. So, um, <laughs> but this, 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 this is a project, and it needs uh, the quickness, um, the backing of of the fans, and hopefully. Uh, the, the 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 football big wigs at United will will make life uh, bearable for him and you know get recruitment right and then maybe the next couple of years you can see the the Manchester United that uh, you guys um, grew up to love. Mm-hmm. All right, we shall see. All right, yeah. so let's just let's just let's just bring today's uh, podcast to a, a nice end. So um, yeah, b- before yeah. before before we finish that, Joan, I think we should okay. just um. Quickly, and just um, um, our ladies. Just talk, talk about our ladies. Um, yeah, just um, they're they're going to be defending their um African Cup of Nations title away. Yeah, yeah. let's in, go. Yeah, in, 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 in Morocco. So I mean, they they're nine. They've won it nine times, and well, I mean, let's we're backing them. Chair, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, all the best to the ladies as they take on South Africa on Monday, mm-hmm. five p.m. Um, Nigerian time, so yeah, I will, I will be watching that one. You know, wishing them Likewise. all the best. Uh, yeah, you can also follow the ladies on um, TikTok. They have quite some interesting videos mm. out there. Okay. <laughs> all right, so best of luck <laughs> to them as they go for Ladesima, and uh, yeah, hopefully next week we'll have um, some uh, super good players on the move, mm. and they will have more to discuss. And, and then, the, and then the Falcons um, result. Yeah. Soft work, you know. Now. <laughs> we know we it is now. Ladesima mm. loading. All right, guys. Have a wonderful <laughs> week. Bye for now. Bye for now. Adios. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.